Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Braden Soprenit Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P. And be sure to tune in every Sunday for the Braden Soprenit Show from 8 to 10 in the morning right here on 97.3 The Fan. Enjoy the show, guys. Good morning, San Diego. Time to take your airwaves back from the usual weekend noise with some local sports talk on the Braden Soprenit Show. With the stars that they have signed under contract, you can't just punt on a Manny Machado prime Sports year. radio cater to the ones who call America's finest city home. Braden totally knows his stuff. He's ready for the next step. That guy is good. The Braden Soprenit Show starts now. But I think Braden's one of the up-and-coming young stars in the media game in San Diego. Here's your host, Braden Surprenant. What's up, San Diego? How you doing on a Saturday morning? Again, a little bit of a change with the Braden Surprenant Show coming up today. Instead of tomorrow, we got tons of Super Bowl coverage coming up tomorrow on 97.3. The fans, so I'm on Saturday. Today, I'm going to be taking you for the next couple of hours little weekend programming here on 97.3 The Fan. Going to talk a lot of Aztec basketball after last night. We're going to get into some Padres rumors with the Boston Red Sox. We're going to get into a Super Bowl preview. Didn't mention this yesterday, you know, really at all, but, you know, San Diego, or sorry, Antonio Gates got robbed from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, too. And I know we're not a Chargers town anymore, but he was a San Diego Charger for the majority of his career. And I think he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. We'll talk about that later on in the show. We'll talk about Rob Manfred making moronic comments yet again, especially taking his jabs at small market teams. And a lot more coming up on the Brayton Soprenit Show live on 97 Through the Fan. Hopefully you're having a good morning. It's a beautiful morning here in San Diego, California. A lot better than the week we've had with a lot of rain and downpours. And now everything's kind of mush outside. But that being said, it's great that over the weekend it should be a lot sunnier for you to enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Let's dive into San Diego State basketball. San Diego State basketball last night. Tough loss against Nevada, 70-66 in overtime. I watched the first half of the game at my house, and then the second half I went out to dinner and, and went to uh, Naughty Barrel over in PQ. Got to watch the game there at the bars. A lot of Aztec fans that were there. 
as well. And uh, a little fun environment, but, you know, a typical tough San Diego State game on the road, especially in the Mountain West Conference. And in a conference that now with Nevada competing for a bid in the NCAA tournament, a conference that could probably see six teams make the NCAA tournament. I mean, Nevada had a great week this week. They needed to have this week. They knocked off Utah State earlier in the week on the road in Logan, and then they host San Diego State. They outlast the Aztecs in overtime, and that's two big wins for the Nevada Wolfpack that are keeping pace with the rest of the conference here in the Mountain West. I mean, you look at the Mountain West Conference standings. It's ridiculous how tight they are. San Diego State's now a half game back out of first, but going into the game, there was four teams tied first place, and now Nevada is hunting down the pack. It's a fun year for Mountain West basketball, I tell you that. It's a fun year. I mean, it might be a little bit stressful for Aztec fans, but you know it goes to say, San Diego State making the national championship last year, did that raise all the ships in the conference? Did that get them to all compete at a high level? I mean, they already had a lot of teams in the NCAA tournament last year. None of them won, but San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State won for every one of them going to the national championship game. But now, all of a sudden, the Aztecs are at a conference that is a college basketball conference. Talk about some mid-major conferences that usually do really well in basketball to the point that they even elevate them to a power conference like the Big East. Now, I'm not saying the Mountain West is the Big East. They got a lot of ways to go to, to be able to be in that category, but... It's not a bad little spot to be in if you're San Diego State. I know football drives everything with conferences and money, but if you stay in the Mountain West Conference, and it is a basketball conference, which is your best sport at the school, it's not a bad spot to be in. Let's talk a little bit more about last night. Jaden Ledee's got 20 points, went 4 for 8 from the field, 12 for 14 from the free throw line. And even though those numbers sound pretty good, he didn't have the greatest of games yesterday for the Aztecs. Had some bad shots. Again, 4 for 8 from the field. Those two free throws that he missed were earlier in the game. Obviously, he picked it up later in the game. But he needed to play a little bit better. And that was still a good night for Ladee. But they need other players to step up as well for this Aztec team, especially if they're going to have to deal with rowdy environments on the road. 20 points from Ladee. Nobody else in double figures but Trammell. And that's the 66 points that they got. They shot 40% from the fields. Okay, it's not great. 15% from the three-point line is not going to get it done in a road conference game in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, it's just not going to get it done. Michael Parrish was, Micah Parrish was 1 for 7 from the three-point line. Waters was 1 for 4. Trammell was 0 for 3. And bad shot selection down the stretch. I mean, that last possession was a terrible shot. For San Diego State with the game on the line. They needed to steal one at Nevada. Instead, it's another road loss in conference. And here's the other thing. I mean, it's it's tough for San Diego State, right? Because not only are you everybody's number one target in the conference. Because you've been the flagship of the conference in basketball, you know, for the last decade plus. And it really has. I mean, San Diego State's been the flagship program of the Mountain West Conference when it comes to basketball. They've been the most consistent team. They've been the team that could go the, fur- the the farthest. And this after BYU left, 
they really took over, especially since UNLV can never figure it out. You know, New Mexico's had good years here and there, and you've seen Boise State have good years and Colorado State have good years, but a lot of those teams have also had bad years. San Diego State hasn't had too many bad years after Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher took everything over. But you're going to get everybody's best shot. I've talked about that at nauseum before, especially after making a national championship a year ago. And you're also, based on your non-conference schedule, that was very tough for a lot of different teams. A lot of teams would not be able to handle the schedule that San Diego State put together for the non-con. And what your net ranking is, and as a quad one team... You are everybody's best chance to get a resume builder before March. And unfortunately for the Aztecs, the way the schedule is played out, every road game that they have had in conference play, especially on the weekend, and I'm gonna even though it was a Friday night, which is a tough turnaround for San Diego State off of a Tuesday game, to then have to on the road, by the way, and then had to go to Reno on a Friday on a quick turnaround, but they're playing the Wolfpack at the time. Nevada is one of those bubble teams that really needs a win, and if they lose, they're probably going to be out of the NCAA tournament. At least this keeps their hopes alive. Where have we heard that before? The same thing when Colorado State hosted San Diego State. On the bubble, didn't know if they were going to make the NCAA tournament, needed a big win at home against the best team in the conference, and they beat them. It's a win-or-go-home situation for the opponent. It hasn't been for San Diego State. Same thing for Boise State. San Diego State plays Boise State on national televisions, on big CBS. It's on the road, hostile environment. Boise State really needs a win. And they give San Diego State everything they got, and the Aztecs lose. There's a couple of things with home court advantage in college basketball, which is obviously the biggest advantage in all of sports. And I'll get to that in a second. Because these schools show up to Viejas to get their ass kicked. I mean, it's there's nothing like playing San Diego State at Viejas Arena. Even in down years for San Diego State, which are still good years, but not dominant years, it's an almost impossible place to play. Because of the stadium, because of the arena, because of the fan base, because of the students. But for San Diego State, as they try to keep pace, and at least they're still keeping pace for a potential regular season conference title. And if you look at their schedule moving forward, they do have a lot of the teams that they have already lost to on the road come to Viejas where they can avenge those losses and st- and stay pace with the top. They're really a half game out of first right now. But what this is doing for them is it's teaching them how to win and at least see what the competition's going to be like when you get to March and the team you're playing has their back against the wall. The problem is for San Diego State is they haven't played like that yet because their back hasn't been across. Hasn't been. They haven't been in a situation where they have had to win. A must win on the road. They've had some... I mean, I would say this Nevada game was a a chance for them. Like, they probably needed, they should have won this game. 
they're still in the category of they should win these games. They should probably win these games if they want to stay around the same seed that they're they got right now, according to Joe Lenardi. But they haven't been must wins yet. There really is no threat for San Diego State to not make the NCAA tournament unless they really collapse, which I don't think they're going to do because I don't think anybody's going to beat them at home. And they got some big dudes. They got some big teams coming to coming to Viejas. You know, they got Boise State still coming to Viejas. New Mexico's coming to Viejas. Colorado State's coming to Viejas. But they should be able to win all those games because of the home field advantage, home court advantage. That plays a major factor in college basketball, especially with officiating. I thought the officiating last night wasn't very good. Uh, I, I just I, I'm never a fan of officials that call a lot of fouls. I mean, the Aztecs had 27 fouls and Nevada had 25 fouls, and I'm pretty sure Ben Higgins put out that there were 30 fouls in the first half, or whistles, or something like that. It's something ridiculous. I've done enough college basketball games now from a play-by-play and a color perspective that you don't need to be calling that many fouls. Let's keep the game. Let's keep it moving. But then the inconsistencies down the stretch, all of a sudden, when CBS kept showing the graphic of who was in foul trouble, and it was both, but everybody on both teams was on it. It was like both full rosters had at least three fouls each. This is before overtime. I mean, go through the box score. The starters for the Wolfpack last night, four fouls, three fouls, five fouls, four fouls, four fouls. Their bench, two, two, one, and zero. But the only guy that didn't have a foul played four minutes. 25 fouls. Look at San Diego State. Ladee, four fouls. Paris, three fouls. Waters, three fouls. Butler fouled out. Hyde, three fouls. J-Pal, who came off the bench last night, four fouls. For J-Pal, three points. That's another reason that the Aztecs probably lost. I mean, 24 minutes for J-Pow. just came off a huge game at Viejas Arena. Only one for two from the field. Free throws was one for one. Got into foul trouble. Had four fouls. Only into the night with three points. Not a good night for J-Pow. Who has been a huge Aztec, Aztec for this Aztecs basketball team. Too many fouls last night. I mean, for, for both teams. And nobody wants to watch that anyway. And then down the stretch, there was a couple times where Ladee got mugged and there was just no call. So, you can say what you want about officiating. That's the 10 points that you start off with in a deficit on the road. That's just what it's going to be. And we'll see how San Diego State bounces back in their next game. Because their schedule it doesn't necessarily lighten up. But that being said, they now get a two-game stretch, which turns into a tough three-game stretch. But at least at home, they got Colorado State coming up on Tuesday. Then they got New Mexico a week from the day, which is going to be a hell of a game on Fox Sports 1. That's going to be a, just like we advertised on the fan with Utah State. That's going to be a must-attend game for any of you Aztec fans out there, anybody that wants to support San Diego State basketball. You better start looking for tickets now. And if you haven't been already, you might be out of luck because that game's going to be nuts. But the Aztecs have to win those games. And then they go to Logan to take on Utah State. That's going to be a problem. That's a tough venue to play at. That is a very tough venue to play at. And Nevada just went there and won. So maybe they 
the Aztecs can go up there and handle business, but Utah State's going to be ready for them, especially after how San Diego State welcomed Utah State to San Diego last week. Then they got Fresno State, San Jose State, UNLV. Those are three games that are just just take care of business, and you should be able to win. And then you finish the season at home against Boise State. Again, you're a half game out of first place. Not a time to panic. Tough loss last night. Some people said it was an embarrassing loss. I don't know if it was embarrassing. You know, Nevada Nevada has won some good games this year. They have lost some some bad games, but they've won some good games. They had the same record. It's not like Nevada's a slouch. I mean, Lenardi has them as a bubble team in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they're one of the first four out, which they're probably going to be in when Joe Lenardi puts out his next bracket on Tuesday. So I wouldn't say it was an embarrassing loss. I mean, it's a tough loss. That's 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 a tough one as well. They should they should they're more talented than Nevada. They should be able to go up to Nevada and get a victory. But unfortunately, just didn't go that way. Got to flush it. Got to be ready for the next one. Got a lot of talk about today on the show. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. I'm going to get to your chats on YouTube. I'll read some of them. I know a lot of you were commenting about the Aztec game, which is great. We'll we'll, we'll read some of those. We're going to get to why Antonio Gates was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's kind of ridiculous. Didn't get to talk about that during the week. We had so much other things we had to talk about, but I feel like that is an important thing, especially in San Diego. You know, he's he's one of the last San Diego Chargers to potentially be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the fact that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer is ridiculous. I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of these writers and stuff want to make sure that you know Gronkowski is a first ballot Hall of Famer and all this other BS. But the reality is Antonio Gates during he, he was the really right after Tony Gonzalez, one of the guys that just changed the position of the tight end spot in the National Football League and in football in general. You know, Tony Gonzalez really paved the way. Antonio Gates carried it, and then it started branching out in a lot of different tight ends. One of my friends told me one time, if you're telling the story about tight ends in the NFL, can you tell the story without Antonio Gates? The answer is no, which means he's a Hall of Famer. He's probably going to get inducted again. The fact that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer is sickening to me. I think it's a joke. We're going to talk more about that later on in the show. We're going to get into some Padres talk. Where are they at with this trade with the Red Sox? The rumors that they're interested in Jaron Duran and maybe Kenley Jansen. Why Kenley Jansen? Why Kenley Jansen? Don't they have enough bullpen arms? I know you can never have enough pitching. They setting up for another trade? They got resources that now that they're they're acquiring for the bullpen help? to maybe part ways with to improve your starting pitching in your outfield? Why Kenley Jansen? It's interesting to me. I'm going to break that down at 10. We're going to get a deep dive in a Super Bowl 58 as well in the second hour. So much to talk about. If you want to join, we'll take your phone calls, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Also, comment on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe. You can follow me on all, all social media platforms at B underscore S-U-R-P. I put out TikToks almost daily now with takes. I put out stuff on Instagram, my Instagram reels. Again, everything is still the same at B Serp. Got more content on my YouTube page at B underscore S-U-R-P. A lot of you can follow me there, can watch this show there. Streaming live 
today on Facebook with 97.3 The Fan, YouTube with 97.3 The Fan, 97.3 The Fan's Twitch account, 97.3 The Fan on Twitter. I also have my YouTube page streaming as well as my Instagram and my Twitter account. You can find us pretty much anywhere on the show. Want to hear from the fans as much as possible. When we come back, we're going to talk about what San Diego State lost more in that game yesterday when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Where are they at? Where's the picture looking at? And what's it going to look like after today on another big day of college basketball? I'm Braden Suprenit. This is the Braden Suprenit Show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Braden Supreme Show, live on 97.3 The Fan, San Diego's number one sports station. We are broadcasting live all over the place. Not only can you listen on the Odyssey app, you can watch us on a lot of different accounts, according to <laughs> what I got in front of me. But YouTube, 97.3 The Fan, my YouTube at B underscore S-U-R-P or at Braden Supreme. We're on Twitch right now on 97.3 The Fan. Never really streamed on Twitch before, but here we are. So thanks for the two that are on Twitch right now. I think one of them's EC Money. Saw you earlier. Dude, what's up? There you are. Uh, on 97.3 The Fan's Facebook account, on Twitter. We're also on my own Twitter account and Instagram. Trying to try a couple of things out there. So, and I think I got it working again. The Instagram one went down. But you can follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Uh, at BSERP on all social media accounts. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. I really don't accept too many Facebook friends unless I know who you are. Um, TikTok, putting out a lot of takes on TikTok right now, trying to grow that. And then, uh, of course, on YouTube. And then all of our stuff is live on YouTube as well, from the morning show through the midday show, through the afternoon, the Matt Scraby show, and so on and so forth. Uh, so thanks again for making us a part of your day. little weekend sports talk for you on a Saturday. We talked about the Aztecs basketball game last night. Lost 70-66 to 66 
to the Nevada Wolfpack. And Joe Lenardi puts out his bracketology all the time. Tuesdays and Fridays is usually what it comes out. I'm a sick sports fan, so I'm always, immediately as soon as it comes out, I'm tuned in. I always got to check where San Diego State's at. I got to check where my Horn Frogs are at as well, all the time. I am disgruntled with Joe Lenardi and his take on the Horn Frogs in terms of what their seed would be. They got a big game coming up at 11 against Iowa State and a big day of college basketball today throughout the country. And then, of course, and check some of the other schools. My sister's school, High Point University, which is in High Point, North Carolina, has only one loss in conference, but they actually lost this week to UNC Asheville. They play in the Big South. They've never made the NCAA tournament, and they got a good opportunity to do so. And I keep telling my sister, I said, if they make the NCAA tournament, we have to go, because who knows when they're going to do it ever again. And they're having a great year. So I, I've been watching where High Point's labeled that as well. But let's talk about the Aztecs. Let's see where they're at. Going into last night, they were expected to be a five seed in the South region, which is going to Dallas, Texas for a Sweet 16 appearance. My thing on seeding for the NCAA tournament, obviously you just got to get in the tournament and anything can happen. But once you get in the tournament, I don't care about seeds. I care about locations. How far do these teams have to travel? If you're San Diego State, you don't want to open up the NCAA tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina. You want to open it up in Spokane, or you want to open it up in Salt Lake City. Those are the cities that are close to you. You especially don't want to ever start in Dayton, Ohio, for the first four. But that's not going to be the case for San Diego State. Host sites this year, Brooklyn, Spokane, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Omaha, Charlotte, Memphis, and that's it. Salt Lake. So for me, if I'm an Aztec fan, I want to go to Spokane. I want to go to Salt Lake. I can survive with, like, maybe Omaha, maybe Memphis, I guess. But you want to be in one of those couple of places before the tournament is filled. And then once you get in one of those locations, which is a lot easier when you're a team like San Diego State, you're going to get a five seed, maybe a six. You're going to be one of the better teams in your group. That's why it's important. The five seed over a six seed is a huge, huge deal. You get a four, it's not much more of an advantage, you know, but a five four is not too bad for San Diego State. I don't think they're going to get a four. I think they're probably going to get a five or a six. If they really get hosed, they'd get a seven. So let's talk about the Aztecs again. According to Joe Lenardi, they're going to be in Spokane playing UC Irvine, the representation of the Big West Conference. They already played them, though, so I don't really know if they're going to seed them like that. They already played them this season. I know somebody personally that would love to have that matchup. But that's good. That's a tough 12 seed to deal with. Then you got Dayton, who you're paired with as a 4, Louisiana Tech to 13. But they're in the Dallas, the Dallas Regional for Sweet 16. That's not the worst. That's second-best option behind L.A. So if you're the Aztecs and you're an Aztec fan, you want to be in the West region or the South region, so you don't have to go to... Boston, Massachusetts, or Detroit, Michigan for a Sweet 16 appearance. Ideally, the West. I I would rather be a 6 or a 7 seed in the West than a 4 or 5 seed in Dallas. Which is not even that bad of a trip anymore. I definitely don't see any type of seed in Boston or Detroit. But that's kind of how it's weighing out right now for San Diego State. Bubble teams right now, which is very interesting. Nevada is probably going to be in in the latest bracketology. They just knocked off the Aztecs. They knocked off Utah State this week, too. I mean, they kicked some ass. 
this week when they needed to. They're first four out. They're probably going to be a last four in. And when you look at the conference overall breakdown, we talked about it. We got people commenting on it. It's got to be one of the best. Mountain West has got to be one of the toughest out there this year. They are. They're one of the, the top conferences in college basketball. Night in and night out. It's difficult to win in the Mountain West Conference. I'd put your thing up there, gas station, but you continue to have other parts to your name. Anyway, the conferences right now that are really, I mean, the best are the, the Big 12 Conference, which to me is, you want to watch a Big 12, you watch a Big 12 basketball game, I mean, you're going to be highly entertained. No matter what the matchup is. I mean, every night is just a gauntlet. Obviously, I'm biased because my school is in that conference, the school that I attended. But they got some awesome games today. Awesome games today in the Big 12 Conference. Baylor's taking on Kansas, which is going to be a night game. Or actually, a late afternoon game. It's a 3 o'clock game. 13-ranked Baylor at the 4th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Jayhawks by 6.5 from Allen Fieldhouse on ESPN. That game's going to be badass. Other games in the Big 12. TCU at Iowa State. Going to be awesome. That game tips off right when we end this show at 11. Houston going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati has an opportunity to knock off the number 5 team in the country and get themselves in the NCAA tournament bid. And maybe give the Big 12 10 teams in the NCAA tournament? Outrageous. UCS playing at Texas Tech. Another big ranked matchup. Kansas State at BYU. I mean, there's some great basketball games in the Big 12. But you know who else has good basketball games? The Mountain West Conference, as we mentioned. Boise State at Utah State. Aztecs fans better be glued to that game later this later tonight at 7 o'clock. UNLV at New Mexico is a good one. Some great games. Throughout the country. And I had to say, I have to say this. Do you know what day it is? Does everybody know what day it is? Nationally? It's a national holiday today. Do you know what day it is? I got to give a shout out to my buddy Nick Filio. Today is Marquette Day in the country. It's National Marquette Day. I didn't even know it was a thing until my friends that went to Marquette started talking about Marquette Day. Today is Marquette Day. I don't know how you guys are celebrating Marquette Day. But if you want to celebrate Marquette Day, they host St. John's at 3 o'clock. That's going to be an insane environment for college basketball today. you got so many great college basketball games. Back to the bubble watch. Back to the conference breakdown. Big 12 expected to get 10 teams. SEC 9. Big 10 6. Mountain West 5. Which might be 6. I said it last week when it came to... The conference breakdown with the Mountain West. I said, Mountain West fans, specifically Aztec fans, could you imagine a situation where you got more bids to the NCAA tournament than the Pac-12 and the ACC combined? That is still a possibility. Right now with the Mountain West probably gotten, getting six in with Nevada, beating San Diego State last night. ACC's got four, Pac-12 now with three because Washington State sneaking in. It's like it's right there on the cusp. But to have the conference have the third most teams, tied for the third most teams potentially in the NCAA tournament, is pretty impressive. Pretty good spot to be in if you're the San Diego State Aztecs. 
We're going to keep it going on local sports talk. We're going to talk about Antonio Gates when we come back. I know the national media people were talking about, you know, the PEDs for, for Antonio Gates. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm going to tell you why when we come back. Then we're going to talk into Padres' situation. When are they going to make this trade with the Red Sox? Why are they interested in Kenley Jansen? Is it leading for something bigger? Is A.J. Preller about to make a bunch of massive trades with pitchers and catchers starting tomorrow? That's coming up in just a little bit, but when we come back, why was Antonio Gates left out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame on the first ballot? We're going to talk about that when we come ne- when we come back. Braden Sprennett Show, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Brayton Supprentice Show, live on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, The Fan. Carrying you on a Saturday morning. Good morning to everybody in America's finest city. Thanks again for tuning in on multiple platforms. The traditional way, on the radio, on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, which I see all your comments. I'm trying to keep up with them as much as possible. It's very difficult to do. When I'm doing it with Annie and Elston, it's good because like, there's times where Annie and Elston can talk, right? Because I'm producing the show and I can go through and kind of read some of the comments. And now I got to do it during the break. Thanks to all of you that are tuning in on YouTube and I'm sorry, Instagram. A lot of people on Instagram as well. But we are live on 97 through the fan. We are live on the Odyssey app. We are live. On 97.3 The Fan's YouTube page, be sure to like and subscribe. All of you watching on YouTube, stop right now, like, subscribe to this. You can also see all of my content on my YouTube page as well, at B underscore S-U-R-P. Live on 97.3 The Fan's Facebook. We're live on Twitch. I don't know my guy EC Money tuned in on Twitch. I haven't really been on Twitch too much, but we got a new Twitch account, 97.3 The Fan. So if you're big on Twitch, be sure to follow us on that. We're live on Twitter at 97.3TheFan. I know a couple of you are watching on Twitter. We're live on my Twitter account at B underscore S-U-R-P. Live on my Instagram account at B underscore S-U-R-P. Thanks again to all of you for joining on Instagram. Really appreciate that. And you can follow me on all social media platforms at B underscore S-U-R-P. B SERP's for everything. If you don't find B SERP, on a social media platform, I'm probably not on it yet. But I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Facebook's just my name, obviously. LinkedIn's my name. I don't know why you'd want to follow me on that unless you want to make a connection. I guess that's the thing for LinkedIn. And then also, you can hear all of us and all of the show in podcast form. The Braden Soprenit Show. If you're a Spotify person, it's on Spotify. Type in the Brayton Soprenit Show. Click, click subscribe. Subscribe to me on Spotify. Subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're on it. 
the Brayton Soprenit show. So if you want to go back and listen, don't necessarily want to watch, which is fine. Totally understand. Don't want to look at my face. That's cool. It's a little insulting, but I get it. You can listen in podcast form as well. We're everywhere, and we're trying to grow this thing as much as we can. So give me the follow, hit like, hit subscribe, all the usual social media things that you got to do. And we appreciate you guys joining us on the weekends. Again, this is my last Saturday show. And then next Sunday, we move into our normal time slot of 8 to 10 each and every Sunday through the rest of the year. It's going to be great for Padres baseball. It's going to be great for college and NFL football and high school football. Get you some high school takes on there as well. But Sundays from 8 to 10 is the normal time for the show. Today's the last Saturday show. Tomorrow, obviously, with the Super Bowl and a lot of things going on with that. We got some pregame shows we got to run. Totally understandable. But we'll be live and local every Sunday from 8 to 10. And we'll see what happens about Saturdays in the future. I do have to take a day off every once in a while. I wanted to talk about Antonio Gates. Then I'm going to play some highlights in the background of Antonio Gates. Because the guy should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's not even close. It's not even close. And, and you could talk about the, the limited PEDs or whatever. But if you just look at what he accomplished in his time as a San Diego Charger. I know he was up in L.A. for a year. But as a San Diego Charger, the guy was unbelievable. I mean, he was obviously part of my childhood growing up watching Chargers football as a San Diego Charger fan. Again, no longer a fan because they moved to Los Angeles. But it was it was really cool to watch him play and how he elevated the tight end position and really picked up where Tony Gonzalez let off. Tony Gonzalez really changed the game for the tight end position in the National Football League. And Antonio Gates carried the torch. I mean, there's been some great tight ends in the history of the National Football League that are in the Hall of Fame. Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Kellen Winslow, Ozzie Newsome, Mike Ditka. But a lot of those guys fail in comparison to a guy like Antonio Gates. If you go on pro football reference, Antonio Gates has the fourth highest Hall of Fame number. Tony Gonzalez is number one, and then Rob Gronkowski, who just recently retired, is not eligible for the Hall of Fame yet, is number two, followed by Travis Kelsey and Antonio Gates. The guy should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I know he didn't win a Super Bowl, but you know who else didn't win a Super Bowl? Tony Gonzalez. Guy never won a Super Bowl. If you start breaking down his stats and you start looking at how it compares, he's top five in every almost every statistical category for a tight end. Receptions, he's third all-time at 955. Gonzalez has the number one spot, then Jason Witten, then it's Antonio Gates. If you look at yards, it's Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates. If you look at touchdowns, Antonio Gates has the most touchdowns in the National Football League all-time for tight ends at 116 touchdowns. He's even got one of the longest touchdowns. 72 yards. No, not really. I mean, there's a lot of longer ones. But he's top five in almost every statistical category. He's fourth all-time in games played in the NFL. He missed a significant amount of time with his turf toe that he had. 
But the fact that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer is so ridiculous to me. It is such a joke. This is why I'm anti-Hall of Fame. I'm anti-Hall of Fame all the time. Because of things like this. I'm showing ads right now. Trying to fix that problem. You got the highlights. It, It is what it is. I'm not a big fan of the Hall of Fame because of some things that, you know, some biases that are used and how to get into the Hall of Fame. Here's what Antonio Gates had to say about not being in the Hall of Fame on a first ballot. And again, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. But the reasoning that some of these entities give, I think is such crap. And again, this is why I don't like Hall of Fames. I don't care. I they don't I I, I don't care about them. But Antonio Gates not being in the Hall of Fame on a first ballot is absurd. Absolutely absurd. I get the P the PED use, right? I get that he didn't win a championship. Tony Gonzalez never won a Super Bowl either. That is such that is such a terrible argument, by the way. Well, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, you know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? You know how much in football it's about like the team, not necessarily the individual player? It's the same thing with quarterbacks. Like, let's not let's not talk about Dan Fouts being an all time quarterback because he never won a Super Bowl. Same thing with Phillip Rivers. Well, guess what? There's more than just being a quarterback to a football team. It takes a lot to win a Super Bowl. It takes a lot to win a championship. There's a lot of things that have to go right for teams to be able to do it. And some teams have been fortunate enough to go on runs where they can win multiple in a year or multiple during a dynasty type run. But here's what Antonio Gates had to say about not being a first ballot Hall of Famer. I feel like I let the people who went through the journey with me down, you know, like your family, the people who understands what's beneath the surface, all the work you put in, the coaching staffs, the players who you played with. They're like, what? So I think... That's one of those things where you're like, man, in due time, we'll get there, man. Did a great job shaping what the tight end position is. Again, picking up what Tony Gonzalez did and then carrying it and creating what the tight ends are today. Creating that opportunity for guys like Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski George Kittle. I mean, you start going down the list of all these tight ends that could do both things. I mean, Antonio Gates was not just a reception tight end. The guy could block in the run game. He has a I mean, he's he's could do a lot of different things in the NFL. And again, again with Hall of Fames. If you can't tell the story, of the position that he played, so tight end. If you cannot tell the story of a tight end in the National Football League without mentioning Antonio Gates' name, he's a Hall of Famer. And to just keep him out on the first ballot is utterly ridiculous. It makes no sense. Antonio Gates finished his career, played from 2003 to 2018. He was an eight-time Pro Bowler. He started for 12 of those seasons. He was a first-team All-Pro selection three times. 
played in 236 games, started 190 of them, had 955 receptions for 11,841 yards with a all-time record of 116 touchdowns for a tight end. His longest was 72. He'll get in there. I know he'll get in. It's unfortunate that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's really disheartening. And that's why I don't like the games that are played with 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 Hall of Fames. I mean, like, Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. You can argue that as much as you want. I'm not a big believer in Kurt Warner being a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think a lot of this now, which is kind of ridiculous, is how much media time you get. And if you're in the media and you're in the presence of the media, all of a sudden you get moved to the front of the line for the Hall of Fame because of the writers that vote in different outlets and you see it in all walks of sports. And to me, that's where it just starts getting... It It, it gets to a point for me where I'm like, all right, what what are we doing here? I like the historic significance of the Hall of Fame for all sports. I love I love the the history in the museum and the and everything about telling the story of the sport of everybody that came before, you know, what you currently watch, right? And as a sports fan, that's cool and that's fun. So I'm not against going to visit the Hall of Fame. I think the process really sucks. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think media members should be able to to dictate who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not. I agree, Eric Bessel. Phillip should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He probably won't either. I mean, they'll use the Super Bowls against Phillip. But, you know, I mean, look, look about how long 619 Bengals fan is 100% right on Twitter. How long has Eric Allen been left out until he finally got in? I mean, he should have been way, way before. We've talked with Clark Judge multiple times on these shows. And he gets it. I mean, he he knows he's been in those meetings. He's got to pick. But it's just, I don't know. I I don't like the process. Maybe that's the thing when you get older, like you're super into the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm not. I know people that love talking Hall of Fame. I don't. But I, I do get disgruntled when I think guys that deserve it should be in, especially as a first ballot guy. You always feel jabbed again because, you know, he played in San Diego, right? I mean, if he played for the Dallas Cowboys, would he be in? I guess not. I mean, Jason Witten's not in, but Antonio Gates was better than Jason Witten in a lot of different categories. The only thing Witten's got Gates in is games played and games started. And a couple more, and obviously some more receptions because he played a little bit longer in the National Football League. But I would take Gates over Witten. But Witten's another guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, and he's not yet. He's got very, very similar... Stats to Antonio Gates. No, Dallas Clark is not in the in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame sub snubs are like all star snubs. I get it. I mean, it's just it's it's irritating. It is what it is. But I wanted to say that he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll get in. You know, it won't be a first ballot. You'll see Gronkowski. I mean, Gronkowski and Kelsey will be first ballot Hall of Famers. Hundred percent media darlings. Antonio Gates wasn't. I mean, how many times did you used to see Antonio Gates in commercials? I'd only see him a couple times. Guy kept to himself. He's a nice dude. But that's where I start that's where I start going, okay. Enough with the media darlings that, that need to be in earlier before everybody else.
But that's my take on Antonio Gates. San Diego Padres in the news this week. We've been talking about a nauseam how they're not doing anything. There's a rumor that they're interested in Jaron Duran and Kenley Jansen. Jaron Duran's one thing. The interest in Kenley Jansen is intriguing to me for a lot of different reasons, which makes me feel like A.J. Preller's up to something. I'm going to tell you why the significance of Kenley Jansen is more important than Jaron Duran when we come back. Second hour, Braden Sopranich Show, 97.3 The Fan, San Diego's number one sports station, live and local on the weekend. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in to the Braden Sopranich Show each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 